Yes, we do. Every single Saturday, well, almost. My name is Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on! As Humor said, you'll be rocking Monday night. At water. of the little communities up and down the valley the county of mercy yeah we can't forget gush dean hey here we are saturday morning the bonus the bonus half hour the 9 a.m show that's right we've been talking exclusively exclusively about rental uh registries a draconian approach by the merced city council coming after your property rights whether you be a tenant or otherwise. I'm telling you, you tenants have just as much skin in the game because you're going to pay for this. You're going to be inconvenienced by it. You're the one that is going to feel it. And I don't know if the benefit is really there for the cost to not only the property owners, the landlords, the property managers, the realtors trying to sell property, trying to sell investment property in this town. Why would you buy any? I mean, we're the only one that's going to have this. Of course, I don't know. Maybe we, you know, get out of this. Maybe we want to be the progressive leader of the valley. Maybe the other communities will adopt this. I don't know. What I'm talking about is item J1. Is it J1? H-I-J. I think it's J. On the city council meeting agenda. Yeah, J1. File number 21-545. And uh, what it is, it's a rental, ad- it's an ordinance adding to the existing municipal code, the MMC, the Merced Municipal Code. All good things in there. Uh, the uh, book of what you can and cannot do rules, because we are a nation of laws, my friends. Rental Housing Maintenance and Inspection Code, Chad- adding Chapter 8.52. They wedged that in there between 8.51 and 8.53. Always have a little room to add another chapter. Uh, Again, that's going to be discussed Monday night. This has been going on since April. Interesting to me how uh, some of the uh, who's who, the uh, Merced 400, as I affectionately call you, had no idea. This was on the uh, radar. Of course, a lot of people didn't have any idea that two of our current city council people uh, don't uh, salute the flag, don't pledge allegiance to the flag at the start of every council meeting because they, well, they just don't, I don't, I obviously don't believe in, uh, you know, in that, in that little recitation there that everybody does, even people in the audience, I do myself. And then we have one council member that wants to bring a resolution uh, coming up in months to come after this one gets successfully passed in their mind uh, to acknowledge that Merced is built, sits on, stands on stolen land from a Indian tribe that used to occupy the area. And we need to make that acknowledgement. So this rental registry is very progressive, very woke, as is the council. It's a different council, my friends. It's a different council. Used to be an extension of the realtors. Now it's a different council. I say that jokingly because we had a lot of realtors at one time on the council. And the interest, uh, well, let's say they were just well represented, especially during the last boom, boom, boom. But things have changed since 2000. A lot can happen in 20 years. Of course, a lot of you folks that owned rentals back then, you own rentals now. Maybe maybe even more. 
Well, they're coming after you with this ordinance, and they're also coming after the tenants, and as usual, the tenants don't see it. You know, they think this is good. You know, the barnyard animals think, hey, you know, hey, the farmer's getting, uh, they got to they gotta give us bit more hay. Yeah, but they're still taking you to the, the end result is still the same, my friend. So, you know, nobody likes paying rent, and nobody wants to live in substandard housing, nor should they. But I think this program is poorly timed, especially coming out of the pandemic. We're, we're not out of it. We're actually headed back into it if you haven't watched the news. It's amazing, uh, it's amazing what they uh, think will stop uh, a contagious disease, especially this Delta variant. It's supposed to be 10 times, 1,000 times. I don't know. It's like getting chicken pox. I don't have time to read from the Merced County dashboard the number of deaths in the last week, two weeks, uh, zero. I think there, well, maybe one or two, but uh, not like it was before five or six a day. There's not even one a day. There's maybe one a week that they attribute to COVID. And again, we know how uh, broad the definition is, as maybe we should say. So this is a horrible time to enact this ordinance. You still have rental protection for tenants through the end of September. It looks like that may be extended now. Who knows how long? Again, I think it's the goal of a certain party, political party, to have this extend through 2022 through the elections, that'd be another year. We're unsure of how the school year is going to go for our students. Kind of interesting, uh, MCOE is going to have a, a presser on Monday about the safe return to school. Really? <laughs> is that still going to happen? Because this is so dynamic, so fluid. But yet they want to enact this ordinance on you, on the not only the tenants, but the landlords, the property owners, uh, 30 days from November 1st if this gets passed. Uh, Monday night. So again, we uh, left off in the 8 o'clock hour about who is exempt. Uh, rental properties less than a certain age threshold may also be exempt. Well, I'll tell you what the age threshold is. It's right in the uh, ordinance. What do I do with that ordinance? So many pay- oh, it's right here. So many things to cover. For my listeners, let's see. The uh, rental housing units within the past five years that have been newly constructed and either have been issued a CFO certificate of occupancy or have passed final inspection by the city. For purposes of this chapter, a unit has been newly constructed if the city determines that 50% or more of the building has been constructed or replaced within one year within a one-year period. So basically, if you do a major remodel, more than 50%, that's they're going to call that new, and you don't, and you're exempt for five years. Uh, for this, uh, from this, from this ordinance. Also, we know that Section Eight housing is exempt. Uh, motels, hotels, those sort of things are exempt. What parts of the rental unit will be inspected? All common areas and a random sampling of no less than ten percent of the interior expert and interior exterior of the rental housing units. At least one rental housing unit on each rental housing property shall be inspected. So again. The city just gave folks the opportunity to, you always used to be able to do a garage conversion. There were some parking restrictions that sometimes made that prohibitive. But again, those have been loosened up. Also, the ADU, the accessory dwelling unit, I'm a big fan of, big, big, big fan. I think a lot of property owners can monetize their asset, monetize their property, make an investment in it that will not only pay it back, but will uh, improve the value of their property to the positive. 
and this ADU legislation again enacted to make more affordable housing, more rental housing is uh, something I'm very for. And now we're going to go after the property owner. Now we're going to make you register your unit. Again, I think there should be, if this ever sees the light of day again, there needs to be a carve out of five to seven units, folks, small investors, that sort of thing. They do their own self-management. Again, what's wrong with the uh, complaint-driven system? Frequency of inspections. This uh, This is kind of the funny part that the city wants you to buy in on. The program is designed to inspect all residential rental properties within the city on a routine and comprehensive basis. It is intended. Now, intent is a great thing. I've intended to do a lot of things, and, uh, well, sometimes uh, they happen and sometimes they don't. But the city is intending that all rental housing units will be inspected within one year of registration. Now, this kind of digresses here. You know, that doesn't make any sense when you read further down said multifamily units of three or more rental housing units, because it says here it's intended that all rental housing units will be inspected within one year. Then it says multifamily units of three or more rental housing units on rental housing property shall be inspected within within the random sampling of no less than 10% annually, and the remaining units shall be eligible for inspections in following years. Rental housing on rental housing properties not included in the random sampling of 10% inspection may be inspected more frequently depending on the risk or harm to tenants. They're only able to get to about 10% of the units each year because of the number of units and the number of personnel proposed. Two inspectors, basically. Four and a half people, you know, part of a fire battalion chief to oversee things, a couple of folks in the office to send out the nasty grams, make sure you're making your payments on time. And then two, uh, you know, two enforcers to go out there and, uh, you know, break down doors, excuse me, knock on doors, schedule appointments, that sort of thing. You know, make sure that, uh, you know, you are in compliance, you know, show the papers, make sure everything's okie-dokie. How and when, so 10 years, uh, and some people say 13 years between inspections, depending on the inventory, and that's where the number really uh, is in question. The census figures haven't even been released. Evidently, this city has a, a sneak peek, a a, uh, you know, a little preview, you know, you watch the poker game, you know what the whole cards are. They evidently know the real estate community uh, is making some guesses, too. The bottom line is it seems to be more than what is uh, delineated in this in this ordinance. They're anticipating about 7,700 units, being able to get to 7,000 or 700 a year, 10%. Some people say it's closer to 14,000 units, so that would be double, uh, and then that obviously would double the time that they would be able to get to you. How and when will I be notified? These are the frequently asked questions, folks. How and when will I be notified of when my rental units will be inspected? Well, 14 calendar days before the inspection, the city will send a written inspection notice to the last known address of the, and there's two people, the owner and the local contact representative, if different from the owner. Another question, does the property owner or local contact representative need to be present for the inspection? Yes. If the property owner, let's see, it says yes, the property owner or local contact representative must be present. And this is, you know, I think one of the things these out-of-town owners, you know, they never see uh, the off-ramps of Merced unless it's, uh, you know, they're, they're closing escrow. Usually they just get the check, you know, it's sent to Santa Clara, somewhere over in the Bay Area, you know, where the investors are. And uh, now they're going to make a, a representative or the investor uh, be there as their property is uh, thoroughly inspected. 
Can I reschedule my inspection? Sure. The owner or the local contact representative shall give a seven-calendar-day notice. Uh, not not business days, calendar days. Reinspection must occur within 21 calendar days. That's three weeks. My MCOE math, I figured that out. Of previously scheduled inspection date. So so if you want to reschedule, you got to do it within you know three weeks of the date that you had. Rescheduling an inspection more than once or with less than seven calendar days notice will result in the imposition of a rescheduling fee. Of course, there's fees, as you know, everything. What happens if the enforcement officer discovers violations? What do you think happens? Generally, given 30 days to correct the violations and a reinspection will occur. So now you got to come back over from Santa Clara, from San Jose, you know, make the trip over and maybe have lunch at Destino's. We want you to leave a little money here, more than your inspection fee. Will I be given a notice for compliance or non-compliance after my inspection is com- is completed? <laughs> what do you think? After all fees are paid, the notice of compliance will be sent to, get this, the property owner, makes sense, the local contact representative, makes sense, and the occupant, that's right. We want to let the tenant know what's going on. The notice of compliance will be sent to the property owner, the local contact representative, and the occupants. What is the self-certification program? This is a program whereby owners can certify if their rental units meet the required standards. Following the initial inspection, there has to be one, a property owner may request to be self-certified if the enforcement officer, if the enforcement officer, the enforcement officer, the heavy hand, determines that no violations exist on the property or the violations were abated within 30 days. Tenant protections. Retaliatory eviction is prohibited, so you can't kick your tenants out. Again, I I don't want to say that tenants will use this as a cudgel, as a tool, as a way to stay in, but human nature being what it is, uh, I don't know how they're going to define retaliatory eviction if you have a ding, if you forget to put the 9-volt in the smoke detector. Tenant protection. Rent increases from the date of the order to a period of one year of compliance is prohibited. So there you go. There's the Christmas gift from the, uh, from the well, now the mayor. It was Matt Serrato, councilman, who proposed this. One year, you can't raise the rent. One year. No rental rates. Because that would be, you know, punitive. Uh, you know, we want to protect the tenant. We want them to know that if they drop the dime on you, uh, they're not going to have to pay any additional rent for a year. So is the incentive to use this new rental registry enforcement program, the enforcement officers, or is there a desire to work with the landlords and the uh, property managers? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's what the intent. It really creates, in my mind, an adversarial relationship between the landlords and the tenants. If there's not one there already, it makes a very easy pathway to one for sure. And I can understand the person that talked about at the Board of Association of Realtors meeting about, hey, let's just sell the asset, take the property, get out of Dodge. We've had enough. And I think you probably will see some of that, which will, again, just add to the pressures of trying to find an affordable, quote unquote, what's that? You tell me place to live here in the Valley. It was interesting. The city of Atwell, I'll digress for a moment. The city of Atwater approved an affordable housing project right across from City Hall. About 120 units, uh, housed about 600 people. Some interesting numbers came out of that. 
the state of California, as far as occupancy, in a one-bedroom, you can have two people plus one. So in a two-bedroom, you can have four people plus one or five. In a three-bedroom, you can have up to seven people. So the uh, density is pretty high right now with the state, again, trying to uh, help out with that affordable housing. Also, the rental rates. The question was asked of the developer, who is a for-profit developer of affordable housing. They go into communities, uh, build affordable housing, and get all kinds of tax breaks for a period of years to make these things pencil out. Uh, the developer said that rents uh, right now in the Valley, three-bedroom, uh, approaching $2,000, which just uh, was amazing to me. Also, the uh, percentage that they charge, 40 to 60%, so still around $1,200 uh, in some cases for a, for a rental, even in quote-unquote affordable housing. So again, it's a very, very uh, fluid term. Let me go to the fee schedule because I find that interesting. Your annual fee per unit, now this is per unit, if you have a four unit, you know, just do the MCOE math. Don't make me do it, I'll need a calculator. Uh, $25 annual. Unit inspection fee, uh, $75. Uh, additional unit inspection fee, $75. Rescheduling fee, $25. Reinspection fee per inspection, $50. Now your self-certification fee, that's a deal. You know, it's like buying the table why buy the individual seats at the fundraiser? Get a table of eight. Uh, self-certification fee annual. That means that's not... Is that annual? Yeah, there. got to make sure they wrote the right... $100. Penalties. Penalty description. Uh, administrative penalties. The first time, it's $100 per day. Uh, seven days in a week. 30-some in a month. So uh, that's easy. What? That's $3,000 a month. That's your first time. Second administrative penalty... Uh, $200 a day. Uh, third and final, you know, it's like three strikes. It's like baseball, folks. Everybody likes the Gigantas, right? The Giants. Third and final administrative penalty. Three strikes, you're out. $300 a day. And then they have a provisional penalty as if that wasn't enough. $1,000 per day. Then they have a note down here. Rental housing maintenance program fees are assessed annually for all rental housing units inspected. Self-certifications uh, fees are assessed annually for all rental housing units. So basically, the program fees, you're going to pay $100 uh, one way or another uh, for your self-certification or if you get an inspection. If you want to avoid that, as Michael Bewomany, Bewomany so eloquently said in his editorial in the Merced County Times a couple of weeks ago, that's the price to have government leave you alone. Very, very interesting. The ordinance itself is 23 pages. I'll read just a couple of things. The purpose, City of Merced recognizes that the maintenance and preservation of existing rental housing stock is of tremendous importance. Rental housing provides needed affordable housing for many and is a valuable asset that must be preserved. Over time, rental housing often deteriorates because of intentional or unintentional neglect by property owners, managers, and tenants. Over time, everything uh, deteriorates, but it doesn't mean that it's not maintained. There are some very, very nice older homes that are rentals, uh, apartments, complexes too, multifamily, that are very, very well maintained in this uh, community. So some of the, uh, oh, what do you want to call it, reasons here I, I kind of disagree with. In many cases, property owners choose not to make, in many cases, I say, I don't, I don't agree with that, in many See, if you have, you know, 10 in front of you and say, wow, you know, many of those folks, 
are, are uh, in, in violation, that would is that more than 50%? Is that a lot? Is that a few? It's more than a couple, right? In many cases, property owners choose not to make the necessary repairs because of the cost, and tenants do not report the deficiencies out of lack of knowledge or because they fear being evicted for doing so. The public interest demands that all rental housing properties comply with the minimum habitability and maintenance standards for the health and safety of the public. Those laws already exist, my friends. They're on the books. It's, it's simple. It's real simple what you have to do to provide housing. The most effective way in the city's mind to seek universal compliance, universal compliance, that means everybody, with minimum standards is through routine periodic inspections of all rental housing properties. Accordingly, it is the intent of the Merced City Council, not Stephanie Dietz, not Deputy City Manager Frank Quintero, not Development Services Director Scott McBride. No, it's the City Council's intent to enact the provisions of this chapter to establish minimum standards. Citywide compliance will prevent blight, except again at 13th and G, and ensure that all persons who live in rental housing are provided a decent, safe, and sanitary housing. Not in Merced, not all people that live in Merced, because we know some of the conditions of the people that live in our city, everybody that lays their head down in the city of Merced, some of the more progressive politicians here will say they represent everybody in Merced, not not just the citizens, but everybody who lays their head in Merced. Isn't it interesting how we treat the homeless over there on 13th and G underneath the overpasses, that sort of thing. The other ordinance that will be a resolution that will be voted on Monday night with this is the uh, rental fees or the fee, the fee schedule. Again, uh, cost of living adjustment, little cola every year, but you can't raise the rent once you get a ding. Now, they have put a cap on raising rents here in California, if you, didn't, if you didn't know that, of 5%. And I've heard from a lot of folks that, hey, I'm going to raise it 5% no matter what, when maybe I wouldn't have to keep that good tenant, to keep the peace, because I have to be proactive. I have to look for the years that I can't raise the rent because I forgot to change the, the Ever Ready, the Energizer Bunny in the 9-volt, in the smoke detector. Oops, I forgot. What is it? Spring ahead? Change the... Maybe the tenant wouldn't let you in. Maybe they took the battery out. So that's what's happening. You really need to be there Monday night. I I just can't express it enough. I think this was an idea that got out of hand. It may have been well-intentioned, a progressive idea that may have been well-intentioned. Again, I'm not saying that there's substandard housing here in the city of Merced, the county of Merced. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, that it doesn't need to be dealt with, but we have very effective programs. We have very effective enforcement to deal with it currently. We have a penalty system. We have a fee structure. We have an inspection system. Why don't we use it? Why don't we use that? It's time to put this on the shelf until we're out of this pandemic forever. Businesses have recovered. All businesses the service sector, industry, manufacturing. Our kids are back in school. We can provide stable housing without the threat of another layer of bureaucracy, another layer of government from our own Merced City 
council. You need to be there Monday night, 6 o'clock. The council chambers downtown. Everybody knows where it is. It's right across from the new UC building there by the parking structure. M Street, 18th. You can't miss it. Can't park on N Street. They're still working on that, but please be there. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. Citizen Watch. Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. If I've been a little too harsh, this is an important issue. And you need to pay more attention.